Let's do a cheers. cheers. Hold on. Are we still recording? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Hi, and welcome to another episode of The, the Good, Good For Her Podcast. Podcast. With me, Fonzie. And me, Lovely. Hey. We are back, motherfuckers. What's good? Ain't <laughs> <laughs> <What's good? laughs> hey, no... How'd she go? <laughs> Nobody can bring me down. Living my best life and y'all can't take that from me. <laughs> Same energy. Um, what's up, girl? You know, just living and learning. Living and learning. How's your January been? It's been good. It's been good. Not as dry as I thought, but... Damn. You know. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? We're human. You know, I can't relate because I've been sober. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we were talking before we recorded how we were both gonna own up to our to our slip ups. But as of right now, we're dry and we're drinking alcohol removed wine. Cheers. Cheers. Because if you have a slip up, it's okay. Keep going. I mean, for me, I went to my friend's birthday party and they kinda well, no, I can't blame anybody but myself. But Take I was like I was like, fuck, I feel bad because it's his he wants a birthday shot and I'm not gonna do it. So I like I Kind of got coerced into doing it. Me, I just went to a really cool bar that had slushies and beer. You know, like, you can't say no to a slushie. I was with the crew. Like, we yeah. were just vibing. Like, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to add another day. Fuck it. So. Yeah. I mean, the thing about, like, dry January, it's, like, people who want to learn, like, self-control. But I feel like we have self-control. It's about mindful drinking for yeah. me. It's like, you know, I'm going to be mindful and choose when i want to drink and not just do every single time just because i can i'm yeah. gonna do it like when i do it i'm gonna be like okay i'm making this conscious choice to it's drink. like you, and you feel like you're in the mood to drink you know what i mean yeah not and just like, it's oh, gonna I'm be not just to... like me at my house fucking it up like yeah. i want to be out like that moment when i was went to kilo kilowatt yeah kilowatt. In, is it ib yeah, ob ob if you haven't been to that bar you should go it's super cute they have slushies and it's just a cute fucking bar it has art all over it's like neon lights yeah, it's, it's a fun bar. It's cute. Yeah. And I was like, you know, when in Rome. When in Rome. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Cheers um, to that. But I already miss going out, so. Yeah, it's fun. I usually drink a shit ton of Red Bull when I'm doing, like, trying not to drink. Yeah. But then I'm just, like, up to, like, seven. Girl, <laughs> so. And then you're already up all the time. Like, you're up so late. I do like being up at night. Yeah. I read somewhere that people who um, work a lot or, like, sleep don't want to go to sleep early is because they feel like it's like when they're off work it's finally their free time and it's like when you're a kid like you don't want to stop playing like you don't yeah. you don't want it to be over yet like it's my free time I want oh more. for sure so, like the sunday scaries are so real the, the quote-unquote sunday scaries like the day before you go back to work or, or when to you school. are like oh i have to work tomorrow yeah i know that That's... i hate that feeling like sunday evening is usually when it hits mm. for like you know the regular schedule yeah. but for you i guess it's saturday evening it's more like sunday morning Sunday mornings when yeah, it hits, so yeah. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched any cool shows? Um, actually, I watched... I did a rewatch slash watch for the first time of the show Girls. Have you heard of it? 
Yeah, I have season one. Yeah? Do you yeah. like it? Um, <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. Just because, like, Leah Dunham is kind of, like, yeah, uncool. Listen, so <laughs> I had only seen, like, the first season, I think, when I was, like, around that age, like, 21-ish when it came out. But, um, and I had, I never, like, tried to watch it again. And then I rewatched it recently, like, the last month. And honestly, seeing it as, like, somebody who was in their early, mid to late 20s, now I get it. Like, when I first tried to watch it, I was, like, 21. I was, like, this is stupid. But, like, I'm, like, damn. This it is... hits? Yeah, I was just, like, damn. Like, and then, because Lena Dunham is so, like, cringe. I hated relating to her characters, and I was like, oh, I'm watching this for the first time. Like, this is actually, like, a really good... It's really written really well. Dude, and that feeling where, like, next episode, next episode, next episode, and yeah. you just can't think about anything else is, like, fucking... I am addicted to that feeling, but yeah. it's, like, it doesn't hit with every show, so I'm glad you found a show. You get used to them because you kind of start caring about the characters, but at the same time, they fucking annoy you. So you just get interested. It's kind of like your friend group where you, like... You know, you know everyone has faults, but like you love them through it, and you yeah, like start and you want to like... wanna fight them sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I watched that show, and it was interesting. It was like interesting thing. But wait, did I, you finish it? I did. I finished it. Oh shit! How many I seasons? watched six. Six. Six seasons. But I mean, during the pandemic, I watched Sex in the City, like all of it. Oh, shit. So. Oh, but that's more <laughs> shit. You know. He's all Carrie. But like, that show was interesting too. But it's just like. I don't know. Maybe I just find things that are like a different world for me. Interesting. So like, like escape. Like I'm not going to be a white lady in New York. So. And you're not going to be a girl in a group of girlfriends. Yeah. But I do have a lot of girlfriends. True. Yeah. So and maybe you are. <laughs> I am the I am the the Hannah Horvath. I think that's her name in the show. Lena Dunham. Mm. But what about you? Have you seen anything cool? Yeah. yeah. I am currently addicted to watching. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I've yeah. never seen it. It's like where they're, it's like they're cowboys basically. And like they're like rich cowboys who have this cattle ranch and like it's this family, but you see their family dynamic and it's like just full of drama and cute cowboys. It's just Kevin Costner. Like my grandma actually put me onto this show. <laughs> we both like Kevin Costner. And she was like, oh, that show is so good. And then I randomly found season one and two in a thrift store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a fairly new show. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy it. Worst I could do is not like it. And now I'm in. What a life you lead, girl. Like, you <laughs> buy seasons on DVD. Mm-hmm. That's cr- I have not heard of that in so long. Dude, it's so much better because I literally put the discs on and go on my couch with my blanket and I don't watch no commercials. I literally just... And it, all I do is switch the discs. But honestly, it is smart because these streaming services are evil. I, and I buy it off eBay. So the first two I got at the thrift store and season three and four is already in the mail on its way to me. And there's only five seasons, so... <laughs> I'm just like, when I'm not at work, I'm thinking of Cowboys on the Ranch, thinking of Kevin Costner. I'm like, that, like what you said, like that high of like being in a show where you're yeah. in it. Like I can't think of, like I'll just in my spare time think about them like they're real people. Yeah. And that's, I love that feeling. Yeah. I love that for us. Look at us. I had to wash my mouth out after watching the act. <laughs> <laughs> because that was some heavy shit. Have you oh, seen yeah. the act? I saw it. I saw it when it came out. I got sucked in. I didn't see it when it first came out. And then randomly, we were at my sister's house and we were having like a hangover day. And we were like, let's just eat and watch something. And we started watching it and we finished the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And we were all like, 
that shit was acted really well and that whole situation's crazy and we just got oh you think so too he yeah, said hell yeah that shit's crazy so we'll just <laughs> you can't bring me here <laughs> and the d is fire <laughs> you can't i mean if the d is fire then the d i is mean good fire. for her Good for her. Hey, I'm there on it. But the D is fire. The D is fire. Good girl. <laughs> but like, so what do you think of the whole Gypsy Rose thing? I'm going to try to say this as nicely as possible and like just short and sweet. Um, I, I'm trying not to just go off the act because I was not there, but the act did a really good job of like making you feel sympathetic. I'm going to even say towards Nick, go to Joan. Like I mm-hmm. had to check myself and be like, he is a murderer. <laughs> like... You yeah. can't feel bad, but it's just like, I just think that situation was fucked up. If I'm being straight up honest, like, yeah, she was like manipulated by her mom, which is why she manipulated Nick Odege. That's all she knew. So like, I do get that she was a victim and she found a means to an end. And it just sucks for me because I feel like I shouldn't feel like this, but I can't help it. I feel like Nick Odege was just like the perfect target. And now he's in jail for life and she gets out. And it's kind of like, she doesn't show any like remorse to him. Like, dang, like... I got you into the situation. Like, you did do it, but, like, I had some part in it, and I am sorry about that. Like, yeah, I least. wish I would have gotten, like, help a different way, which I didn't because I didn't know how. I'm not saying she has to be like, yeah, I'm a fucking bitch or anything, but, yeah. like, I just know on her interviews, this is where I kind of backed up from her because you, you're right. We were talking earlier. Like, when you give someone a platform and they were a victim and they're still maneuvering, like, into the free world, it's, like, toxic. And so I was doing that. Like, I was literally like, oh, let me see. Let me hear. Let me hear. Yeah. No, I just think, like, for somebody who's been through that much trauma to have this level of internet fame, we all know the internet can be the most toxic of, like, toxic places ever. So I just don't think it's healthy for somebody who's been through a lot already. And then especially for people to have opinions when we... I've never been through that, you know? I don't know what I would do in that situation. So for me to be like, oh, yeah, she should have done this instead, like a lot of the people on the internet are doing, mm-hmm. I think is a little toxic. But, like... Because she can't go back. Yeah, it is what it is. And she's, you know, I don't know. I mean, I will say after hearing that interview, I had my own opinions. But, like, exactly what you just said. Like, I had to tell myself, like, okay, you don't fucking know what happened. Like, to my, me, to me. And I'm like, you know what? We just got to watch it play out. I'm going to hope for the best. Hopefully she gets help. And maybe, like, I do honestly feel bad for Nick to John, though. Yeah. I feel like he was his own person and he made his decisions. But it just sucks that they were both equally as heavy but he pays the higher price that's how i feel ultimately yeah. the only question that I, when all is said and done it's none of my goddamn business <laughs> straight up but that's the only thing that thoughts that are left on my mind like, yeah it's just like yeah i don't know but that's that's sorry. just how i feel about it <laughs> no and that's like i wanted to know because i watched the act and like mm-hmm. i couldn't stop thinking about that all last month Damn. that was like what i was thinking about last month yeah i mean you and the world <laughs> for all yeah and now it's yellowstone <laughs> I was thinking about girls. Like, uh, if you watch it now, you would, like, understand, like, the nuances more, I think. Mm. But what are we What are we going to talk about today? Okay. Imagine this, right? You walk into a situation, you meet a person, uh, something happens, you're not given something, and you think it's going to go one way, you think that it's the end of the world, you think that it's going to be great, who knows, insert whatever. But then, when all said and done... At the end of the situation, it wasn't how you expected it, but you learned from it, or you were just interested in the fact that it was something not what you expected. 
Um, we've all had those feelings where you're like, this is going to suck. And then you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Or you're so hyped up on something and then you're like, whoa, what the fuck? I did not expect that to go there. Well, we decided to make a list of it. Woo! <laughs> Woo! That was probably a long ass explanation, but <laughs> I was trying to get you guys into the movie. You know? Yeah. So we're getting into movies that that we watched that didn't turn out to be what we expected. Uh, so my first movie is a movie called Videodrome. Have you heard of Videodrome? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Okay. It's, I mean, a lot of people haven't seen it. It's from the 80s, I think. I should have put the year it was made. It was like 86 or something. The director is David Cronenberg. Um, it stars James Woods. You know who James Woods is? You don't know who James Woods is? Girl. Girl. <laughs> Said bitch. <laughs> um, he was Hades and Hercules. Oh, okay, I do. Like the I recognize the voice. Okay. okay yeah. um, what else did he do? He did like random. He was in The Virgin Suicides, another movie I love. Although he's like a trumper, so I don't like him that much. But, <laughs> but um, You're he's an artist. Yeah. It's like me and Morrissey. And um, Debbie Harry's in this movie as well. She stars Blondie. in it. Blondie. Blondie. Um, so it's basically about this this man who's like the president of some like broadcast broadcast local station, and um, I don't know. It's it's really fucking weird. Um, like I thought it was gonna be like this like weird sci-fi horror and it was but it was like so this this Debbie Harry who he meets she's like a sadomasochist person who does like a sex show on his station right and um there's like another thing that she's trying to audition for and it's called Videodrome and so she goes to the audition and just disappears and then this president of um the video station whatever um he like goes in deep and tries to find her finds out like um it's this government thing that they're doing trying to control the public with video drum it's fucking weird dude like <laughs> wow i did hard, not see that one coming <laughs> it's hard to explain so like video drum is like some sort of like government agency that they're trying to like poison people's minds by transmitting certain images through tv and like it makes you hallucinate and like it's a lot of body horror it's a lot of like weird shit you find out like it's fucking crazy like um it ends so tragically like it ends with like videodrome showing um james wood's images of himself like getting shot in the head like by himself why did I make that so hard? <laughs> <laughs> he shoots himself in the fucking head. Like, the video is showing him. And then he does it. And he says, long live the flesh or some shit like that. It's so fucking weird. But it's a movie I, like, went in, did not expect what the fuck I was getting into. Um, yeah. That was quite a synopsis there. Yeah, girl. Damn, that's what a, what a good start <laughs> to this fucking list. Because I was like, all right, sci-fi horror. Okay, what? <laughs> yeah, like, my friend um, showed it to me. And, like, randomly, and I was like, what the fuck are we watching? Also, I was, like, super stoned when I watched it. And I was like, I was, it was crazy. (laughs) I thought it was going to be, like, some sort of, like, I don't know. I didn't even know, because I didn't even know anything about it. Like, my friend just showed it to me. I saw the cover of it, and that was it. So I was just like, oh, it's just some guy going through, I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. 
mine. <laughs> it's like, now I feel like mine's going to be like, it's all, I just thought this movie was going to suck and then it didn't suck. <laughs> well, that was just my first one. I want to kind of, I kind of want to see what you're talking about. I'm yeah, you up. should watch it. You should watch it. Okay. Continue on the weird spectrum. I'm going to go with the movie Old. Old. I haven't seen it. Um, but I've M- heard of it. M. Night Sha- Sham- Sh- Shabagoo. Shyamalan. <laughs> Shyamalan. <laughs> the guy who did The Sixth Sense. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan? Yeah. I so, I remember seeing this movie and it's like, seeing the commercial and being like, I'm not fucking watching that shit. That's yeah. whack as hell. Like, are you serious? Like, I remember legit thinking that and... It's basically this family goes on the beach and then they start like getting old. Yeah. Like that's it. That's all we get. And I was like, I'm that's bo- that's dumb. So the other night I was like eating and I always have to watch something when I'm eating. Uh-huh. And so I was like, but I don't want something too heavy. I was like, let's just watch something that I can like if I go to sleep I don't give a fuck about. So I was like, fuck it. I'll I'll see how stupid this is. And then I watched it and it is really weird. Like it's like a bunch of families that everyone in their family has some sort of illness and like they they're like, "Oh, they're on vacation." And they're like, "Oh, we know the secret beach and like we'll we'll pick you up and take you. It's part of the resort. Like don't even worry, blah blah blah." So like this one family, like it's like a bunch of couple people, like one family of like 3, one family of 4, and like a couple. It's just like uh, another couple just random. And they're on the beach. Everything's good. It's cool. And they find out they can't escape the beach. Like, mm-hmm. you physically can't. They'll, like, start having seizures if they leave. Damn. Weird, right? You're like, what the fuck? So I was already like, okay, whatever. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And then I guess the rocks around the beach is, like, magnetic or something to where it makes our ce- their cells, like, age progress. Like So, like, six... An hour is like six years or some shit. I don't remember the math. I'm not good at it. But basically, essentially, they're getting older and older. So the kids are like every fucking couple hours, like they go from being little kids. One was like six and one was like 11. Then they turn around and they're like literal teenagers. And Mm -hmm. the parents are growing older and older. And they start figuring out that like they're stuck on this beach and they can't escape. And so people die because like someone tries to escape. And then they fucking show up on the beach dead so there is like a little bit of like body horror but it's just really trippy mm-hmm. and kind of weird because one of the the little boy and, the, and a little girl from the other family like they start growing into teenagers so then like you see them being like my mind feels different too like i feel like not a kid like it's so weird and they were just a kid like like fucking a couple hours ago yeah. which is weird so then it gets weirder they end up like fucking because they're like oh they have these teenage like urges she gets pregnant instantly she then she gives birth in a matter of hours and then the baby dies because it's neglected essentially because time goes by so fast you can't even notice and so it's just everyone starts going fucking crazy the kids start getting old it's very weird and trippy and like you just see them from children to adult and you don't know how to feel about it and then the mom was cheating on the dad and they're getting older so they're realizing what life is about it's just fucking weird but <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a fucking that in a sandwich yeah but the part where i was like oh i actually kind of like feel satisfied with it is because at the end the kids are grown up and it's matilda's teacher the actress who plays matilda's teacher miss honey miss honey <laughs> it's miss honey and then it's the guy from hereditary which one the one who turns into pieman oh the the, the brother. The brother. He's the little boy. So they're brother and sister. Everyone else dies horrendously and you get to see it. Miss Honey is his sister. 
Well, when sure. they grow up to adults. Okay. It's like... But I still think he's way younger than her. Yeah, he is. But they made it seem like he's a man. Because oh. well, it's him, and then he turns into the guy, a different guy. Like, to a man. Oh, okay. So he's like the teenager version. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um. So then they... He had made a friend on the island, and he ended up giving him, like, a secret note. And he was like, well, we're just going to literally grow old and die here. And then he was like, oh, what's his name? Gave me a note. I never deciphered it because he was, like, a little nerd kid. So he finally deciphered it. He was like, fuck it. And it says, um, my uncle hates the coral. So it's like, essentially, he's like, what the fuck? So he, they both swim to the coral, and that's the escape. So they end up escaping, they get off the island, they go back to the resort, and they fucking get everybody arrested, and they get everything found out, and it turns out that that was, like, a scientific, like, area where they were testing, um, they were get like, when they first get there, they were giving them drinks, they were, like, testing, essentially, on their illnesses, and then making them go to the island so they can see, like, a lifetime's worth of how it works on them, so that they can get products out and, like, and, like um, heal shit. Damn. That's crazy. But they all get caught and they go to jail and the sister and the brother like call the, the aunt and is like, I know I was six yesterday, but now I'm a grown ass 50 year old adult. Yeah. And it sucks. It's kind of like, what the fuck? But I did like that they all got caught and everything was explained because he never does that. That's true. So I remember it was like the ending's tied in a bow. It's like yeah. all that weird shit that you just saw. You don't know what the fuck is about. In the end, it like gets solved and you're like, oh. And I just remember being like, I have no questions. <laughs> and, like, that was fucking intense for me. Cheers to that. Amen. Woo! <laughs> Sorry, that was a long-ass synopsis, but I had to tell you the rough estimate, you know? Yeah. Um, Let's keep this fucking going. So, my Hit next me. one would be the movie Infinity Pool. Have you heard of it? I heard of it. I have not seen it. It's another crazy one. So, funny enough... The director of this movie is Brandon Cronenberg. He is a David Cronenberg director of Videodrome's son. Oh, shit. In the family, huh? Yeah. Weird so, like, shit I could runs see down. The apple does not far, fall far from the tree because this movie's fucking weird. <laughs> so basically, in this movie, it's like this writer and his wife. They're at a resort in some made-up town in like some European city. And um, from the beginning, it's made very clear they're not allowed to leave the premises. Like, the resort is very heavily guarded. It looks like a prison almost. Shit. But it, you find out it's because, like, all the, the town they're in is, like, hella dangerous. So they're like, oh, it's safe to stay here in this resort, but that's it. So um, so they're just chilling at the resort. They're like, ugh, whatever. He's trying to get inspo to, like, write a next novel because he's only written one. And when they're just chilling there, they meet this other couple. And the girl... Um, she, uh, she ends up being, like, a big fan of his novel that he wrote already. And the girl, who's played by Mia Goth, her name is Gabby. The, the writer is Nick James. So, you know, whatever, just in case you want to know their names. <laughs> so, um, they're like, oh, we're really big fans. We should, like, have dinner. The wife is kind of like, oh, no. But, um, the husband's like, oh, they love me. Like, hell yeah, want to have, yeah, have dinner. They're like, yeah. And then they, like, end up striking a friendship, and they're like, oh, tomorrow we should, like, sneak out of of the resort because there's, like, a beautiful lake over here, and we can, like, have a picnic and this and that. We do it all the time. It's okay. So, like, they bribe one of the guards to, like, let them out into the city. So they go out to the city, 
or the little lake thing and um they're just chilling there it's chill it's whatever and then they start getting drunk with each other and then um they start getting weird with the with the girlfriend mia goth gabby and he like goes to pee and she like comes up behind him and like jacks him off right just straight up jacks him off and it's really not the wife not the wife like the other girl the other girl his big his fan so um so they end up you know it's weird but it's whatever they end up driving back one the guy does the, the wife see no they didn't see it was just weird it's just like really weird um so they drive back right um the rider is driving the car and on the way back they hit somebody yeah and they're just like fuck we're not even supposed to get caught let's just go let's just go fuck it so they go back to the resort they manage to get in like they had to bribe the guard to let them back in because they were late because they ran over somebody and um because <laughs> they were late they yeah. murdered someone <laughs> um so they get back in whatever like they just go to sleep they're like just forget this happened like everyone's traumatized except for Mia Goss she's like fuck it like we gotta do this shit and um so the next morning cops show up at at their room and like you're under arrest we gotta go mo- come with us and they just take them to the to the thing say you gotta go to death row because you killed somebody and left the body so they're telling them like either you go to death row or you give up your firstborn and then they explain <laughs> i know this movie sounds wild i'm like what <laughs> so <laughs> so then they explain well there's this other way we can like um work something out work something out and they're like what so they end up like so we do a clone of you and then get to execute that clone and that's how you wipe your you pay us like a fee and then we do that for you and that's how you like get rid of like the problem so they do that and um then you find out that the other couple mia goth and like her man um gabby and her man um that's why they go to the island they go just fucking they're just wilding out they're killing people they're just fucking going crazy and that's how they like like they're rich because and they like to do that so um the wife is freaked the fuck out right she's like fuck this i don't want to go whatever and then um you could tell like the writer's like oh i kind of like that like he's kind of into it (laughs) i like how you're looking at me like so into it (laughs) So, um, so she's like, no, fuck that. And then he tries to be like, oh, I can't find her passports. But like, she's like, no, I found mine. I don't know where yours is, but I'm out of here. And he's like, yeah, I can't find it. I guess I'll stay. So he extends his stay for another week, hangs out with those people again. They introduce them to more people that are doing the same shit. So they, they just start fucking going crazy, right? Um, they're like stealing people's shit. They're like breaking into like people's houses and stealing shit, going to prison, making clones, killing them and doing the same shit over and over and over again. Um, it gets so crazy and he kind of has enough of it. I'm just like going to summarize the rest of it. He has enough of it and he's like, no, I got to get the fuck out of here. So he gets his passport. You find out right there that he was hiding it. So he gets his passport, tries to leave and then the other people go after him and they're like, um where are you going like like i don't know if you've seen that gif of me a goth with the shotgun she's like ah that's part of that movie oh shit okay um she's fucking unhinged in this movie dude like she i don't know people started saying shit about her but she's she's committed to her acting roles 
but that might be because she's out of her mind in real life. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, it's just it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier to the point where like they kind of don't let him leave until he kills a clone of himself that they have tied to a leash and treat him like a dog. So it's re- and he's like he has to kill it and then they leave him alone and then like all that shit happens are all at the airport. Like, trying to go home, trying to go... Talk, having normal conversations when all this shit happened. Like, oh, well, on Monday I gotta go to my Pilates class. And and then you see um, the writer kind of, like, distraught and traumatized with the whole thing that's happened. And he goes back to the resort. And, and it's, like, not the season to be there anymore. So he's just there alone. And that's how the movie ends. God damn, you so, did you did your fucking homework for this list. You said movies that were fucking weird. You said I'm gonna fucking bring it. No movies that didn't weren't what I was expecting. So I didn't expect this movie to be this fucking weird, but it was. It was hella weird. Tell me why I'm kind of intrigued though. Yeah, no, you should watch it too. It's like a watch. You know, I like some weird shit, but we've established that. <laughs> But, um, no, it's like, it's not what you, I mean, now you're going to expect it, but, you know, I think you'd still enjoy it. Well, I wish they would have told more in this, in the, um, preview, because I remember I saw the preview and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck I just watched. But, I mean, that's how you're going to feel about the movie. <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what but I feel this? like that ending feels heavy, like, it's a good end. Yeah. I feel like I would like that whole, like, solemn, like, being traumatized about everything that you did. Yeah, and then kind of not being able to let it go now, so you can't leave. You're going to have to figure it out there, I guess. Kind of like the same as, like, Midsommar, where, like, she kind of stayed there and, like, figured it out. Or at least we assume figured it out. I don't know. <laughs> Back to my list, where it's just another movie where I did not, you know, it just wasn't what I expected or what okay. wasn't expected. <laughs> I think that's crazy. <laughs> those are good. Well, like, um, tell me why I the... definitely want to watch Infinity Pool now. Yeah. You should watch, you should also watch Video Drum. I think you'd enjoy that one, too. Okay. I'm like, damn, that was fucking heavy hitting right now. Yeah, well, you know, I was, like, committed. I didn't want to, like, be like, I don't know. I like it. Mine, (laughs) I'm going to go, you make my list look like a little fucking teenager wrote it. I'm like, Dr. Sleep. (laughs) My next one is Dr. Sleep. Um, I've never seen it. No, I love it. I actually, okay, The Shining is a Great movie, love it. Story, unique, perfect. But if I'm just gonna throw on a movie and I have to pick between The Shining and Doctor Sleep to just watch like recreationally, like in, in the background, just watch just like a light watch, I always pick Doctor Sleep. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe, and you would think that no, because it has like children <laughs> in it. Thank it. Like, but my discrepancy with this is that everyone was like, I remember when it came out, everyone was like, oh, it's The Shining 2, it's The Shining 2. And I'm just going to say disclaimer, PSA, it is not The Shining 2. Dr. Sleep is a whole new story with characters that were from The Shining with certain, with Danny Torrance, basically, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And like, it, it relates, but it's not a direct sequel. So I think a lot of people who saw it were like, oh, that fucking shit sucked, or I don't know what the fuck that was. Because it's not supposed to be The Shining 2. Yeah. It's supposed to be a whole new story, but Danny Torrance, who has The Shine, comes in and he's a character in this whole new story. Um, so basically, Danny Torrance, from the first one, he has The Shine, which is like basically he can see ghosts and like he's powerful. Yeah. Um, 
and he ends up growing up like after his dad basically like killed tried to kill them and the overlook basically like well in the in the book it burns down Mm -hmm. um completely and in the movie i don't think it does i think it's still up it's been years since I read the book because I read the books and the books are a little different than the movies. But I'm going to try to go off the movies and not blur. So um, he essentially grows up all traumatized. Like he is psychic. So he's always drunk trying to like not hear dead people and like see weird shit. And like he's just becomes his dad. Like he literally is just always drunk, is just going from town to town, is just like plagued by everything that happened with The Shining. Damn. And yeah, it's it's a dark, like, what you would assume, like, the after effects of having that turbulent yeah. effect. And so you just see him as an adult man doing that, getting into bar fights, hooking up with people, like, just being drunk all the time. He's just a drunk. And he starts getting, like, telepathic messages from a, this little girl who has a shine even more powerful than him. Yeah. So it turns out that they're loosely related in the book. It's like his dad had a... Uh, Jack had... um an affair and had the daughter of, of the little girl. But in the movie, it's kind of like they just have the shine. Like, they're just both born with the shine. So he ends up getting, like, these telepathic... See, it's already totally not the shiny. Yeah. Like, uh, telepathicness from her, and he can feel her powers. And she ends up communicating with him. They meet, and he's like, this is fucking weird. You're a little girl talking to a grown-ass man. Like, I don't want to talk about this. And in The Shining, the... Um, the was like the hostess or butler of the shining had the shine and spoke to him telepathically and stuff so he always told him one day you're gonna meet someone more powerful than you with Mm -hmm. the shine and you're gonna help them just like i'm helping you so essentially that's what it's like the third chapter so he meets the little girl and feels that she's so much more powerful um there's these like creatures out there that essentially like suck out the shine like it's like your soul Mm -hmm. and they essentially kill little kids and take the shine and that's what they eat and they can live forever So they start trying to come after her. Her name's Abra. (laughs) And Danny has to help her defeat them because they're killing kids and stealing their souls. And just that's what they want to do. And so he helps them defeat them. And (laughs) it's like not what you expected. Like if you go in thinking this is going to be The Shining 2, this whole shit's going to be like what's off the wall to you. Yeah. And I I say give it a chance because it sounds like fucking what the fuck. But I like it. If you like The Shining and you like his... Stephen King's writing the book. Both books are really good, but the movie is also good. The acting's good. The guy who played Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. he's he's Danny Torrance. Okay, and he does a great, great job. Good for him. Yeah, and in the end, it it does have an homage to The Shining. Like in the end, they end up bringing those creatures. That's where I know how to use my shine, and the demons there are the only kind of demons that can defeat something so evil. Yeah. So they essentially trap them there. He teaches her her how to like maneuver her mind to like trick them and then they defeat it and they stay in contact and it's a beautiful story nice. but it's not what you expect yeah, it's definitely not what i expected <laughs> yeah I'm like, just like okay <laughs> eating their shine because it's their soul yeah. like from little kids and they're they show it it's very like heavy Damn. but it's also like a good enough story to watch cool cool but it's definitely not what you expect and if you're going and thinking the shining too you're gonna be like Arr! yeah and that was mine nice <laughs> Okay, so my next one is one called The Neon Demon. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. You've never heard of The Neon Demon? No. I've been sharing it a little bit on the Instagram. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, I don't know if you guys know, 
It's me posting now. Woo woo. I'm just the editor. So now he gets to be the face of the Instagram, which I love. Because now when I see a story, I'm like, oh, let me see. <laughs> like, ooh. I'm so scared to like post post. Anyway, the Neon Demon. Um, so this movie, the director is uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. Um, he directed, um, did you ever watch Drive? Yeah. With Ryan Gosling? The director of that. Oh, and okay. like Only God Forgives another so it's very that type of vibe like very like colorful like the music is intense but um so basically this movie stars Elle Fanning and Jenna Malone Do you oh, Jenna yeah. yeah she's from uh stepmom yeah um so this is this movie is about this girl Elle Fanning her name is Jessie um her parents died mysteriously she lived in like Georgia or something and when her parents die, she moves to L.A. to become a model. Um, and then she's just, like, you just see her enthralled in that world. Like, she's a 16-year-old girl. And um, you just see, like, her trying to navigate this world of, like, modeling and, like, mean girls and this and that. And she's meeting older people. Her, she gets signed to this agency. And, like, the head of the agency is telling her, like, you need to lie about your age because we just got you this job and it's with this really important photographer, but you're going to have to like do some stuff that's like not appropriate for kids. Like, uh, I know that sounds really bad, but like, she's like, Oh, it's just like, you know, just say you're 19 instead of 16. And she's like, okay, whatever. And like, and that shoot, she meets like the, the like stylist and like her model friends. And they're just like these really weird girls. And they're like, they end up striking a friendship they um start taking her to like clubs like really weird like kind of sex clubs but not really it's very like artsy looking and like if you've seen this guy's other movies you know the vibe like very like music like heavy music like techno-ish like edm type of music and a lot of lights and it's just like and yeah i love that and um how so long story short, she, like, starts hanging out with these girls, and, like, Jenna Malone, the stylist, she's telling her, like, in this town, you're either food, you're sex, or you're dead, basically. And it's, like, foreshadowing. So you end up finding out the, the, that the models and this girl are, like, witch cannibals who, like, if she doesn't fuck, if she, like, they try to have sex with this girl, and she's like, um, no. And she starts getting... She's, like kind of a big head she's like oh everyone just wants to be like me here like i'm the hottest thing because i'm the youngest one so like they end up killing her and eating her so they end up like yeah chasing her down like they invite her to come hang out with them they chase her around the house they kill her they push her like in an empty pool they fucking eat her and you know get her stuff and like at the end one of the models is like at a shoot and then she starts um like convulsing like her stomach hurts and she like I don't know if she like stabs herself or something but she ends up like throwing up the eyeball of the girl she ate yeah <laughs> this is another weird fucking movie um so yeah this is very it's very fucked up ending the, the protagonist ends up getting eaten um and it's just like a metaphor for like that world when it comes to kids and probably there's probably more to say about that that we don't have to get it's another good one i have it on dvd i could let you borrow it girl oh yeah um, i, I want to borrow it um she's like oh, actually yeah <laughs> well yeah 
Um, no, it's one of my favorite movies, but it's so fucking weird. And, I mean, I'm sticking with the theme, I guess. But it's just, like, I didn't expect it to be... This movie just looked like it looks pretty, and that's why I watched it. Like, it looked like, oh, look at the... Like, it's very, like... I don't know, editorial looking, I guess. But um, when you, like, really watch it and look at the story, it's just like, damn, this is, this is a fucked up movie. Next, here. Um, Hit me. I mean, this this one is a personal favorite. And the when I say, like, not what we expected, it's like, okay, it's Blade 2. Blade 1, chef's kiss. Everybody, he'd be kicking ass. He'd be fighting vampires. It's Blade, the Daywalker versus vampires and killing them. And that's it. So what could they do with Blade 2? Just do that again, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when I saw Blade 2, Guillermo del Toro actually did this one. He directed it. So he put a spin on it where it's Blade having to link with the vampires. So his enemy, he ends up having to link up with them to defeat essentially this third creature who's half vampire, half like deformed creature yeah. that eats both vampires and humans. But... When they, like, they bite another one and they create more of them, they don't differentiate. Like, vampires, they'll, like, eat humans and turn them into vampire, but it's still kind of, like, a secret world. And that's why Blade was, like, fighting for us humans. But it's, like, a war we don't see. This one literally went a totally different way where he had to link up and, like, team up with them, essentially, to defeat this third creature. And when you hear creature, like, it's probably whack. Diablo del Toro does not fuck around. And the creature is cool as fuck. It looks, like, eerie... But also still vampire-y, but then creature-y. But, and ha- seeing Blade link up with the vampires and, like, he still knows what's up. Like, he knows they're going to kill him. They want to kill him. But mm-hmm. right now they, like, I don't know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of thing. And I just thought that was really cool because usually when they do sequels, like, you kind of know it's, like, the same shit. They just try to, they end up, like, killing it. Yeah. But Blade 2 is actually so good. I remember being, like, I fucking watched Blade 2 more than I watched Blade <laughs> 1, and that's saying something. Yeah. And they link up, they defeat the creatures, they end up, like, he kind of has a thing with one of the vampires, but then she dies, and then at the end, he still is Blade. And Whistler comes back. It's just, honestly, it's just a really good sequel that I just did not expect. And when you bring a third party into something that's already good. I just, I remember being like, I did not expect this, but it was like a pleasant, good surprise. And I remember yeah. being like, fuck yeah. And then nice. that's, that one's a short and sweet one. Yeah. I saw this movie a long time ago. It's, it's yeah. good. Yeah. I just love it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We should rewatch Blade 2. We should. Yeah. Even though Blade 1, that iconic scene with the blood and the oh, techno, yeah. Yeah. that one's just iconic, but yeah. It's Blade like, 2 is pretty good. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you know that scene. Or you can hear the techno beat in your yeah, head right now. Right now. <laughs> um, so, my next one is Black Swan. Have you heard of Black Swan? I have. I actually love that one. Yeah. That one is a trippy one. Yeah, this movie, it's directed by Darren Aronofsky. Um, he also did Mother. Yeah, that Another movie's weird crazy. One. That movie was weird. That movie was hella weird. I read a synopsis on it and I was like... You never saw it? No. It's Jennifer weird. Lawrence said after she did that movie, she was literally traumatized. Yeah, like, that movie's intense. It was It was a lot. That's hurt. another one that could have been on this list, but I didn't put it on there. But um, no, Black Swan is a movie. I was not interested in watching it at all, right? Well, listen, you hear the word, you hear the movie, you want to watch Black Swan? 
nah. I don't <laughs> care about like ballet, bitch. You know. Literally, I'm the fucking the Nutcracker, bitch. No. Yeah. And nobody wants the recipe to your mom's peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I remember watching it. I didn't want to watch it. Uh, I was like, oh, this sounds lame, but I guess whatever you guys want to. By the end of it, I was so into it. So basically, this movie stars Natalie Portman as Nina. And she's this ballerina who's like in this really intense like theater program thing. Right? It's like a... Yeah. It's like Juilliard or something. Yeah. And they do like... um, Everyone competes to be like in the... What what is it? The Black Swan? The Black Swan. Like the... It's like the top shit. Like you want to be the Black Swan. That's like the solo of the solos. Yeah. Because you you get to be like the good one. You have two roles. So um, Natalie Portman's character is like so about perfection. And she's trying to be this... This perfect ballerina so she could be the black swan and, like, the good swan or whatever. And, like, you just see, like, what she goes through. Like, she's already very anxious. Her mom is very on her and, like, telling her to be perfect. And, like, the girl who was um, black swan before, like, the main bitch of that school is now, like, aged out. So she's, like, bitter. And it's Winona Ryder. I love Winona Ryder. Free Winona. Like, anyway. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so, um, you just see her, like, delve into her psychotic breakdowns, and she's just, like, hallucinating, she's, like, thinking she had sex with people she didn't, her mom is, like, fucking overbearing, like, sleeping in her room, watching her sleep, and treating her like a child when she's, like, 20-something, it's just, like, intense movie, and at the end, like, you she kills herself, and it's another tragic ending. And um, she deals with um, her competition, who is played by Mila Kunis as Lily. And she just doesn't understand how, like, Lily can be so, like, free and herself and, like, careless, but also be really good at what she does. Like, she can't, because she has to be so focused and, like, so, so, like, about it. And it drives her even more mad to, like, she wants to be perfect because how is this bitch, who's, like, not caring about the art of ballet, getting to her level... When she doesn't deserve it, you know? Like, it's just... A, a perfection is... And, like, Natalie Portman... Natalie Portman fucking killed this fucking part. Even Mila Kunis, who... I, you know, we knew her from that 70s show. Like, it was such a surprise to see her in this kind of movie. She actually acted, yeah. like... Out of regular norm. But honestly, that's probably her last, like... Good one. Damn. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, <laughs> Um, no, this was, this movie took me by surprise. I didn't expect the movie to be so intense. Like, I thought it was going to be about ballet. I thought it was going to be, like, a movie about a black swan. You know? Like, I don't know. Um, so my last one is Kill Bill. Mm. Have you heard of Kill Bill? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little indie movie that I, like, Yeah, no I one's like. ever heard of it. If you haven't um, heard of it, it's okay. I'm just, like, not like the other girls, you know? Oh, <laughs> of course kidding. not. Um, no, Kill Bill... It's directed by Quentin Tarantino. I'm sure you guys know him. And it stars it stars Uma Thurman and a bunch of other people. It's Lucy yeah. Liu, fucking Vivek A. Fox, fucking... Who else? It's a star-studded cast. I can't even name them all because it's, like, fucking star-studded. But basically, it's this, um... This bride who's about to get married and, um, they ruin her wedding day, Right? Um, I haven't seen it in a minute, but, um, you guys know Kill Bill. I don't need to explain <laughs> it to you guys. Like, I remember the, the, like, I didn't, 
I wasn't even interested in this kind of kinds of movies. I was like 11, 12 when it came out. So I was still into like fucking Agent Cody Banks and like, you know, like fucking cartoon movies and like Frankie Muniz was my celebrity, you know, like I love Big Fat Liar. I love Agent Cody Banks. I love the Lizzie McGuire movie. I love you know, that, those kind of movies. So I was just like, oh, I'm not even into it. But my cousin had it and they were all going to watch it. So I watched it with them. And this is when I discovered that these fucking movies are my shit. I could literally see you as a kid being like, it changed my world. Like for real, like I did not know I was into this, these kind of movies until I saw Kill Bill. That that was the first Quentin Tarantino movie I really like recognized. And then I got into like, Oh, let me see his other stuff. And I started, I watched Pulp Fiction and I fell in love with Pulp Fiction and then Reservoir Dogs. And then, um, I watched Death Proof. I watched fucking Inglorious Bastards. I've, I've seen all his movies and I love all his movies. I like some more than others, but yeah, Kill Bill was like the gateway drug into like the campier, more fun, more like crazy, like fuck. Yeah, you know, I could just describe his movies as fun. And I don't agree with everything he does or says, but like, I love his movies and I'm sorry. I personally am a Tarantino stan. Yeah. I love Tarantino. I like feet a lot, but I mean... Hey, I'll yeah. look at some feet if it means I get this cinematic fucking wonder yeah. of a movie. Like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I saw that in theater so many times because he can just make you care about something and he does revenge film just so good. It's just like, it. it's like, you know, it's heavily inspired by the, those campy 70s like exploitation movies. And I know they're like not, not fucking PC or whatever, but... I don't know. It's something like charming about charming about them. And no, and he's very methodical. Like I, maybe you're talking to the wrong person because I fucking love Tarantino, and yeah. he personally chooses every single shot and every single everything you hear in a Tarantino movie. He has literally handpicked. Yeah. Like I'm gonna bring up once upon that's my favorite. Once upon a time in Hollywood. He literally did everything in the set to resemble exactly how it looked back then. Mm-hmm. He literally fact checked. He literally chose even the the background music you hear even like when he when cliff booth turns on his car and you hear the talk radio that's actually from that yeah. year and he like picked every single thing from it yeah and so he's very methodical and like very artsy and like i'm glad like that kill bill made it on the list because that honestly is a good one and everyone a lot of people who like film have some sort of awakening whether you like him whether you don't it does do something yeah. because he is a great filmmaker and he does revenge films particularly and each one is different from the other, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. So, like, yeah. Kill Bill, like, some that's why he has... All his movies are fucking different, but they have a revenge element. Yeah. So, it's, like, that is cool that he can do an artsy form, and, like, his movies aren't what you expect. So, that is a perfect tie end to this list. Yeah, that, that movie introduced me to, like, my taste in movies now. That's why I like such weird shit. Like, a lot of people... Not a lot of people. Some people don't like what I like, and that's fine. I don't think you should like what I like, but... You know, I like what I like. So thanks, Quentin. <laughs> Quentin, I love that name. I'm not having kids, but if I did, I would consider Tarantino as a first name. Tarantino. You know who Patricia Paytas is? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know she's naming her daughter Elvis? What? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Malibu Barbie. No, that's one. She has, she's having another daughter. Oh. Yeah, uh... and she's going to name her Elvis. Dang, I wanted to name my next cat Elvis. Well... <laughs> but yeah, her other daughter's name Malibu, I think. I used to get Trisha Paytas confused with Kim Petras. <laughs> so 
treat me like a slut. Literally, Adrian was like, you know Kim Petras? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was, he was like, oh my god, you do? I was like, yeah. <laughs> she named her daughter Barbie or some shit. And she was like, that's not Kim Petras, that's Trisha Paytas. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it's a fun funny. little story. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my list. Do you have anything more? I mean, I did like how this list shows us, like, a little different side of each other, and it was cool. This is a little fun one. Um, Drag Me to Hell. Oh, Drag Me to Hell. I remember seeing that one. I remember seeing the, the commercial and being like, I want to fucking watch this. Hell yeah, this is going to be, like, a good horror movie. And it's by Sam Raimi, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, perfect, he made Evil Dead. Like, I'm going to like it. And I remember watching it. And this girl works at a bank, and, like, she's trying to get a promotion because her co-worker's a fucking bitch and is trying to fight with her. So she's like, oh, I'm going to work extra hard to get this promotion. And she's doing it the right way, like, not sucking up and just trying to be, like, a good worker. And her co-worker keeps one-upping her. And then her boss is like, you can't just give everyone a break because she works at a bank. And an old lady comes and is like, please don't take my house. Like, that's all I have. And she, her boss is, like, watching her after he just told her, like you need to be harder like this is a bank not a fucking charity so she says no like i'm sorry we're gonna take your house at the end and like so she does get the promotion but then the lady puts a curse on her and so essentially she's cursed yeah and so the whole movie like you just see a bunch of nasty shit because she's cursed like (laughs) (laughs) the lady like comes and like attacks her and like puts her mouth on her like throw like she literally gives her a cursed object because that's what works so she gives her like a button or some shit and that means she's cursed and so she's trying to like get rid of the curse she goes to the family the lady dies and the family's like no she put a curse on you that's on you good luck (laughs) and it's just fucked up you know what i remember about this movie that scene where like the dead lady falls on her and then like the throw up she goes throws in her up mouth. in her mouth yeah that's I, what i'm saying nasty I'll shit i'll never forget that scene dude yeah i thought i was watching like evil dead like yeah evil dead has like scenes like that but it's like i don't want to say feel good that sounds like we're <laughs> fucking psychotic but like just a good horror watch you yeah. know like horror is horror so you're like just a good little horror movie you know and She's trying to give the curse back. The lady throws up in her mouth. Mind you, the corpse of the lady. Yeah. It throws up in her mouth. So she can't give the button back. And so this whole movie, she's just panicking, getting nasty shit all over her, getting just shitted on, basically. And she's trying to get rid of this curse just because she wanted a promotion. And then in the end, you think she did. And she's like, oh, I'm grateful. Like, I'm not going to, like, be cursed anymore. Like, I just appreciate my life. Like, yay. Psych, she actually had the button in her pocket and or the boyfriend gave it back to her or something. It comes back to her and they rise up from the fucking train station, grabs her her and drags her to hell. And I just remember watching that and being like, this was so fucked up. That movie was fucked up. I'm like, she wanted a promotion. So she like tried to do her job and she got cursed and now she's in hell. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is like the director of Evil Dead. I just remember that one was not what I expected. I thought I was going to have a top fucking 10 favorite. It was going to be added to Evil Dead, you know, like up in that list. And then yeah. I remember afterwards, not I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I felt bad for her. Yeah, well. And now she's in hell. Ladies. Yeah, now she's in hell. That's why you don't work at banks. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so that's my last one. <laughs> Woo! This, this was a good list, I feel. Um, so I did ask a question on insta but nobody answered so on insta we asked a question um what was the question <laughs> fuck 
Uh, we asked if anyone's had experiences, good or bad, that taught them a lesson. Um, do you want to read some? Sure. Someone said, a friend breakup and leaving a job. Oh, a friend breakup. I mean, we could we could speak on that. I guess we, you know what, we can speak on that. Um, so I don't know if you guys know our history, but we kind of went through a little bit of a... A friend breakup. A friend breakup, yeah. We were broken up for like a couple years. Yeah, like literally no communication. I did not talk to this bitch. I did not talk to this bitch either. Yeah, like we... She had me blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I did, which seems so fucking dumb now, because look at this. Yeah. I, you know what? It teaches you a, a, the good part and the bad part. The bad part is obviously, like, we were younger, and, like, I should have communicated with him and, like, talked to him about it, but I was still immature and young, and I was just, I thought the best way to deal with the situation was, like, well, then fuck it. I'll just block him and just never talk to him. I and. A few years after that, we kind of reconnected kind of randomly. So and I'll shed some light. Basically, I had a boyfriend at the time who was not in his, you know, best stance. Honestly, he was not, a, he was just not, he didn't like our friendship. And I think that instead of dealing with it, like we were like, me and him were young. And instead of dealing with it as like coming yeah. to terms with like, we were best friends and like, you're a man and I'm a woman, but it doesn't mean like we've been friends for literally years. Also, I had a boyfriend at that time too. <laughs> exactly. So I just think that that was like toxic masculinity a yeah, little bit. Sure. And I feel like he just let his mind run on and like was testing my loyalty with, with our friendship. I wanted to just not rock the boat with my relationship. And like, now that I say that, like I can take responsibility that that's not okay. And that's why I reached out to you years later after I went to therapy and we ended up breaking up. Like, a whole bunch yeah. of shit happened. And then one day I just was randomly like, you know, if he, not that he would want an explanation, but I just reached out and then, you, you know, yeah. we talked and then we had a big conversation and then it was just kind of like back to old times. It was, yeah. it was like cool and weird at the same time. We kind of, I approached it as a kind of cautiously as I could. Um, you know, like... It kind of, like, built back up. And I remember that first time that you were going to come over, I was like, how is this, is this going to be one and done? Because, like, maybe he just wanted a conversation and we both get closer in the end. Like, sometimes friendships just... And, like, I've had friends who... It who, just, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it happens, so... You know, you were younger, so I get it. And, I mean, we talked through it, so it's, like, water under the bridge now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... I guess we can speak on certain shit, and that's one of Period. it. Period. Um, any more? Um, leaving a job? Um, yeah. I feel like for that one, it was like when you leave your first job where you're a kid, mm -hmm. and then you go on to the next job, I feel like that's definitely a, a transition, because it's like... Okay, you're working retail with people your own age usually. Like you're like, you're a kid, you're like eighteen, this isn't that, and then like who knows how next job. Like I got my next job at like twenty one. Dude, you were such a baby. How long have you been there now? Eleven years. Oh my god. I know I only had two jobs. <laughs> I'm like resume, one, two, the end. But you've had you were such a baby when you started there. Yeah. It's so it's such a trip from like yeah. being there as a twenty one year old to being there as a thirty one year old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember quitting KFC. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I still I love like, KFC, though. I remember I was just, like, over it, and I was like, I'm quitting. And then I, like, spent that summer jobless. But also, I was, like, 
20 or 19 at the time. So I was like, fuck it, whatever. And then I got my retail job and then I was there for a few years and then I switched jobs and then I switched again. And that's kind of like a part of growing up. I feel like it's definitely like an er eras of your life. And like firing wise, I've only been fired twice in my life and it wasn't like real jobs. Like the first time I was like 17, 18 and I got this like catering, quote unquote catering job. And it was like at a supermarket and um, they... (laughs) This is so stereotypical and kind of racist, but like they, it was like going to make tacos at like, <laughs> at like parties. I only did it once, like one day. Um, I was like, wait, this is not for me. Um, and yeah, I just never went back. And then the second time it was like this like bakery and they wanted me to like bake cakes and shit. And it was just one day. Bake and- cakes and shit? <laughs> And I was like, I'm not a big, cause like the guy had five, had like hit me up because he wanted me to be a delivery driver. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. I was like 19, maybe at the time, 18. Yeah. I was like 18 at the time. And I was just like, yeah, I can drive. But then like, he's like, oh, well the guy that was going to quit didn't end up quitting. So you can help us make cakes. I didn't know how to make a fucking cake. I didn't know how to do shit. I was And that's not even anything close to each other. Like what? Like I didn't know how to do shit. So he was like mad that I couldn't decorate a fucking cake. The first day I was there and um, he was he was just like annoyed with me, I guess. And I was like a dumb kid. So uh, like at the end of that day, he's like, oh, just don't come back. And I was like, OK, Y'all give me, give me money for the day. And he gave me like $100. Hell yeah. <laughs> but he wanted me to stay. It was already eight hours that I had been there. He wanted me to stay longer. I went in there for an interview, quote unquote. This was like such a cheapy job. Like oh, anyway. I didn't remember it. I barely remember it. I just remember I hated it that one day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those are the only two places I've been fired from. My question is, can you now bake a cake? No. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I could make I could make a good cheesecake. Ooh. Yeah. I know how to make a good cheesecake. Um, you know who loves my cheesecakes, even though I made a shitty one this last time? Alex. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's always... Well, he told he told me once that he likes it. That's what counts. Yeah. <laughs> I made a cheesecake once for like a Thanksgiving at like a boyfriend's house. Oh, cute. Yeah, that's it though. Yeah. Do you know how to make cheesecakes? Do you know how to bake a cake? I'm not really a cooker. What about per a baker? Se, or a baker? Damn. Yeah. And what do you eat? Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you interview me? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um. What? Someone said how many news? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? No, I'm just kidding. Um, somebody asked, how did you guys meet? We met through a third friend named Adriana. She invited me to her graduation party. Yeah. And he was her friend. And so we both were at the same party, essentially. And then mm-hmm. we went to the park and Jack in the Box after, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what, and we that's just what, all hung that's out. The first time like, I hung out with you, yeah. Um, but I, I knew I would see you around before because we went to the same high school. Oh yeah. Cause I was friends with Jake. Yeah. So we went, we went to the same high school and we would walk the same way. Cause I used to live like around the corner from her. Literally. And, um, and we would walk the same way, did not talk to each other. <laughs> we so, were like, both weird. <laughs> I, I had seen her before. And then when I saw her at our friend Adriana's party, I was like, wait, you're the girl that walks by me. <laughs> and then after that, we just kind of became friends. Yeah. Well, I remember the, that's when we first got, like, introduced. <clears throat> yeah. And then that's what happened. And then um, the next time, where we actually became friends, because we met and we were cool and we were acquaintances. And then Adriana invited both of us to hang out, and then she left on a date. 
And she kind of left us there. And she was like, well, we knew she had a date, but we were like, well, we'll, we'll have enough time to hang out. And then, so when she left, I was like, do you have any plans? And he was like, no, do you have any plans? And I was like, no, you want to chill? Yeah. And then next thing you know, we never stopped chilling. And then it was, yeah, it was easy because she was like around the corner from my house. I could walk. Okay, bitch. You were just my friend because I was around the corner. No, but you know, it was easy to just <laughs> No, but we out. kept linking up because we were just yeah. like, oh, fuck. And we would like, just... come over. We're going to get pizza. Come over. We're going to go in the pool. Come over. We're going to, you know, whatever. And yeah, we just started being friends. And like, that was our, our Because you were working. I was working. But we still stayed in contact. And then that one summer where we just got high all summer. Yeah. I remember that summer. Girl. That's when I had quit my... And I think I was working less... Or I was going to school. <clears throat> so I wasn't working. Like, I was working little bit but not like we were able to like hang out a whole summer that was a summer i mentioned that i had quit um kfc and i was like jobless for a summer all we did is we would legit pick what food we were gonna eat get so high be high and have food ready like stupid high like all day for a whole summer yeah so we like bonded we went to like six flags we would just do like six flags shit like that once we met we just took off running like honestly we just started chilling and <clears throat> sorry Jesus <laughs> damn okay um yeah and that's how we met um so we've known each other for like 12 13 years now since i was 18 you were 17 when i met you oh yeah i was 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 14 years oh shit yeah damn um time flies um and those are it for the anon questions i will try to ask like more open-ended questions i guess i don't know more easier questions to answer i feel like this one was hard and i'm glad for whoever answered thank you um i appreciate it oh hell yeah for reals and whoever did the anon stuff too thanks it was something i was i I was thinking about trying and i think it works no it's fun i like that it was like literally anonymous like you don't know who that was because it's like yeah, and, like, the the app gives you the option, like, oh, you can see who it is, but, like, you have to pay. I'm not about to do that. Oh, yeah, wait, Trust wait. me, I am. I don't care. I don't care that much. <laughs> I'm not going to pay. So tell us your deepest, darkest secrets. Just yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to pay. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that was it. Hmm. Well... I hope you liked this episode, you guys. Where did they find them? Where did you watch them? Do you, did you buy the DVDs? Or? Um, so for Infinity Pool, it's on Hulu. The Neon Demon, I think it's on Prime. Um, Videodrome, that one you could probably find it somewhere on the online. Like, it's really old. You could probably find it on YouTube. Black Swan, I think it's on Netflix. Ooh. And Kill Bill. Is Kill Bill anything? Oh, I don't know. Everything I put, I have on DVD. <laughs> you could probably, yeah, you could probably Google them and it'll come up. That's what I do when I want to see if something's streaming. Um, yeah. Mine, I just have DVDs, so just, I'm going to support eBay. <laughs> buy them on <laughs> eBay, dude. That's where I buy a lot of my DVDs. I mean, yeah, you could buy these too, probably. I want to buy Infinity Pool. Infinity, yeah, that one's a good one. I feel like out of all of them that you said, I want to see <clears throat> the most the Cannibal Witch one. Uh, the Neon Demon. And then Infinity Pool. Yeah. They're I like, could let you borrow Neon Demon. For okay. sure. Definitely those two. We should watch it. I need to rewatch it. We should watch it. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Well. Well. This was fun. What's your, what's your ending? Um. 
try to enjoy life. <laughs> try to live every moment like it's your last. Live like I'm on a high right now. <laughs> Just kidding. You can't bring me down. And the deep.